What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Tonight on the season premiere of OK Talk. Well, now, really, when we go back then to falling in love and say it's crazy, falling, you see, we don't say rising into love. There is in it the idea of the fall. It is, goes back, as a matter of fact, to extremely fundamental things. There is always a curious tie at some point between the fall and the creation. Taking this ghastly risk is the condition of there being life. You see, for all, the life is an, an act of faith and an act of gamble. The alchemist picked up a book that someone in the caravan had brought. Leafing through the pages, he found the story of Narcissus. He, of course, knew the legend about the boy that was so beautiful that one day wandering through the forest caught his reflection in a lake and became so transfixed by it, he fell into the lake and drowned. And from that spot, a flower grew, which has forever been known, the Narcissus. But this recounting of the legend had a different ending. It said that when Narcissus died, the goddesses of the forest appeared. They found the lake, which had been fresh water, transformed into a lake of salty tears. Why do you weep? The goddesses asked. I weep for Narcissus, the lake replied. It is no surprise that you weep for Narcissus, they said, for though we always pursued him in the forest, you alone could contemplate his beauty close at hand. But was Narcissus beautiful? The lake asked. But who better than you to know that? After all, it was by your banks that he knelt each day to contemplate himself. The lake was silent for some time. Finally, it said, I weep for Narcissus, but I never noticed that he was beautiful. I weep because each time he knelt beside my banks, I could see, in the depths of his eyes, my own beauty reflected. Total abandonment. I give myself to you. Take me, do anything you like with me. That's quite mad, because you see, it's letting things get out of control. All sensible people keep things in control. <laughs> Actually, therefore, the, the, the course of wisdom what is really sensible uh, is to let go, uh, is to commit oneself, to give oneself up, and that's quite mad. So we come to the strange conclusion that in madness lies sanity. Because it's a, it's a very, very severe attack. I've got chills just by talking. Draw all your powers from past lives. You're on the top of this pyramid from nine generations back anchor this fire and you become like a big fucking amazing light fireball that nothing can touch you that's why you're here we sign for this this uh, very powerful force that you are and i'm just here to remind you you know this I'm the king of Salem, the old man said. But why would a king be talking to a shepherd, the boy asked. For several reasons, but let's just say that the most important 
is that you have succeeded in discovering your personal legend. My, my personal legend? It's what you've always wanted to accomplish. Everyone, when they are young, knows what their personal legend is. At that point in their lives, everything is clear and everything is possible. They're not afraid to dream, to yearn for everything they would like to see happen. But as time passes, a mysterious force begins to convince them that it will be impossible for them to realize their personal legend. None of what the old man was saying made sense, but he did want to know what this mysterious force was. It's a force that appears to be negative, but actually shows you how to realize your personal legend. It prepares your spirit and your will, because there is one great truth on this planet. Whoever you are, or whatever it is that you do, when you really want something, it's because the desire originated in the soul of the universe. And that is your mission on Earth. Why are you telling me all this, the boy said. Because you were trying to realize your personal legend. And you were at the point where you're about to give it all up. Never forget, treasure is uncovered by the force of flowing water and is buried by the very same currents. Dear absolute magnificent being, in order to teach, you need to go through the furnace. You teach from your experience. Surrender to your powers. You know what you can get to. To shine the light. Mama, that's the hardest thing I ever and salutations. My name is Clinton, and this is OK Talk. Welcome back. It's been a while. Look, we need to talk, but first I've got to say, I'm sorry. Even though this is a paranormal podcast, doesn't mean you deserve to get ghosted. Nobody does, especially someone that you claim to care about. Leaves all kinds of confusion and You didn't deserve it, and I apologize for that. I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me. I'm just going to have to come out here and say it. I need some space. I've got to start looking out for me. You know what I mean? Look, it's not you. It's me. What are we doing? I don't want this roller coaster to go on. We had a good run. Had a lot of good times. Maybe, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Because we know you're perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time to end it. Or at least that's what I thought. That really was my plan. I'll start out by saying, 
this right here is a long time coming and has been in the making for a while. See, it was late January, and needless to say, I had become uncomfortable with the position that I was in, where I would meet people, and I didn't know what to say when they asked me what this podcast was about. The amount of people who would say to me, well, he does a podcast about Bigfoot. Can you even imagine how I handled something like that? Not well, not well at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm proud of what we've done and I'm happy about it. I even for a little bit thought that I was going to get Matt to come back. Speaking of ghosting, but no, I even had a very hmm, swamp wookie ish encounter in December. Something that came out of nowhere, almost like I just wanted to prove to myself about what I could do. But even that didn't get me going. Interesting thing is, in between summer breaks last year, I was working on something that I, you're going to hear shortly, not, not as in today, but soon. And that subject matter that I was getting into then plays a massive role in what it was that made me realize that there's no way I can stop. But first I had to find a purpose. It had to be definitive. See, this thing is seven years old now, believe it or not. When Matt and I started this, like many endeavors, it was innocent as could be. The opposite of what you would think. See, coming from the background of talk radio, it was a way for me to sort of break free of those confines, but still do something that I really enjoyed. And if you don't know, I was working as a morning show producer slash assistant program director, morning drive, Dallas, Fort Worth. And I moved into my best friend in the world's house. It was a duplex. He bought one side. And, you know, we were roommates in college. I've known him since I was two. And we are throwing down. <laughs> the gang's back together again. Music up, you know, good times. And uh, there was a knock on the door. And I answered it. And there was this short, older man there. And he had a trach in his throat. And I looked at him. I was like, hello. And then I noticed he was holding a post-it note out towards me. And I took it and I looked at it and it just said, please turn it down. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, well, again, because I worked morning drive, I would go in three, three thirty in the morning, get off around noon. So be there at the house when nobody was around. And that next day, when I came home that afternoon, there were all kinds of cars next door. Turned out that old man had died that night. And for the next six weeks, that guy haunted our house to the point where I went next door and stopped his son who was mowing the yard. His son and his girlfriend had moved in after he died. And I said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I think your dad is haunting the house. He said, well, that's weird. It kind of makes sense, though, because my girlfriend, you know, she works third shift. Well, she's always complaining about all kinds of stuff going on. I just thought she was crazy. And I asked him. What do you mean? I said, well, she said that you get up and go to the kitchen 
come back in the living room and all the pictures would be tilted sideways. So I don't think she's crazy, man. I had several, several things that I'd never experienced before in my entire life. Thinking other people were in the house, hearing stuff, feeling things, the dogs going nuts. Everyone in the house basically experiencing stuff. Doors opening, closing, all that. Lights on and off. Even what I guess some people would call like a crossing over as Chris's girlfriend at the time, now wife, admitted that she had used rosary beads. But anyway, so I would go into work and at this time, Matt was, I don't think he was doing news. I think he was running the board. I can't remember. And since he's not here to clarify, who could tell? Anyway, I would come in all disheveled. I mean, some of those nights I wasn't sleeping anyway. It was a raucous time. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to be out till two and you got to be in at three. Just enough time for a shower and breakfast. Now, definitely Matt was running the board because Ron was doing news. I would tell those guys I was working with what was going on. And the stuff we were talking about off the air was better than anything we were doing on the air, you know. I mean, the entire reason that I had that job was because I was into Coast to Coast AM. When I was in school out in West Texas, and I would either be coming to the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth area, go to Austin, go to my home in East Texas, I would plan my drives around being able to listen to Art Bell or George Norrie. I love that stuff. And when I started working at The Ticket in KLIF, I had heard a Coast to Coast AM episode over the weekend. And when I went in there that that week, I went upstairs and asked the program director if it was okay if I would pull the program off the logger, which is basically like a digital recording of the radio station 24 hours a day. He was like, you listen to Coast to Coast? I was like, Heck yeah, I do. Come here. Introduces me to the assistant program director. And wildly enough, probably eight months later, maybe, maybe, I not only had done the coast to coast, I was now essentially taking her job as she was accepting a severance package as Cumulus bought Susquehanna. I've always been into this stuff. Always. Oddly enough, I would have told you a long time ago, though. That I didn't before that moving into that house with Chris, I would have told you that I didn't have experiences like that. Which is weird, because if you listen to this podcast before, you know very well that I have. But something inside me did not really classify it as such. Now, isn't that strange? Because. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a pretty strong-willed individual, even though I've gone through the usual life changes, like everyone else, hopefully. I've always been pretty sure of myself, like a rooster, if you know what I mean. But I didn't associate these weird things that happened to me as being just that weird or strange and unusual, mysterious, but yet 
when I was in high school and on the basketball team, I snagged that VHS tape of the secrets and mysteries of the unknown with Edward Mulhair, which is basically the anthem for this podcast. It's time for our journey to begin. I mean, Daddis Perry, just catch you up. I played that VHS tape so often that it finally broke when I was in college. It finally just snapped. So I guess I was always into it, but it was not a thing. And this podcast became, like for instance, the story about the Scythe Cemetery, the man with the Grim Reaper thing there, and the old lady. During the podcast that I tell that story, I even say, look, it was an unplanned. It came up through the course of events of what we were talking about. It's the beauty of conversation. Matt is great at that. And I miss him. And I really do love that guy. And I hear he's okay. Send him an encouraging word if you get a chance. I'd be willing to let him do five minutes of commentary, whatever. Those were rekindled events. And looking at them through another prism, start to realize that I guess that kind of was weird. Don't know that there would be a human being that would appear out of no, out of thin air, less than 10 feet away from me, holding a scythe. But that's really the way the life is. You see, when we are born out of this universe, I think at that point, we're clearer than we've ever been before. And as we age, we lose that touch of the unseen. Clearly, when I was in Arkansas, meeting with those guys out there and joking around about, let me give a Bigfoot howl. I obviously didn't think anything was going to happen. I mean, at the beginning of the podcast, I'm talking about how it's obviously an unidentified ape species, if anything, and certainly we're going to, well, they're going to shoot one of them up there in Area X soon enough. That's the beauty of it being the seventh year of the podcast, because seven is an important number. Think about it. Other than three, it's pretty much the most important. Well, let's start with creation, right? The days of the week. There were originally seven planets, seven chakras, seven tones, seven colors, seven layers of the atmosphere, seven wonders of the world. There's even a theory that the human mind can only hold seven things at a time. And going back to that chakra thing, there's another theory that life goes in cycles of seven, the seven-year cycle. Ever heard of the seven-year itch? <laughs> And basically, it's a micro of the macro. Seven years. Think about it. From you're born to when you're seven, a lot happens. There's a lot of change and development there. And from seven to 14. And from 14 to 21. You get where I'm going with that? So there's this idea in some 
parts of the world that every seventh year we're rising up through ourselves, hopefully having learned through this journey of the last seven years and take another step. And that's where we are with this podcast, because look at the difference between just me seven years ago and my opinions on things. And now I'm a different person. And so are you. I don't want to in any way give off the impression that any of the stuff that we've done before hasn't been fantastic because there's one guy out there who's kind of important, may have something to do with that logo and a lot of other stuff. Dan, who would tell you this podcast can change your life so much as it could save it. Fact. I'm not trying to say that I'm not proud of it. It's just that I've grown up and the thing that I'm attached to has to grow up. And that's what I'm talking about when way back six months ago, I realized my purpose for this whole thing. Or better yet, I was able to answer some of the questions that I had been asked and did not have an answer for. Things like, why are you into all that weird, spooky stuff? And the thing about it is, is I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. It doesn't dominate me, despite what you may think. Just because I like fish, I do listen to way more music than any of you. Of all different kinds. Fact. Call my bluff. In the same way, I can scream in the woods in Arkansas and be pretty sure that something screamed back at me. And I can also use the question, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? To completely trip up callers who are losing their minds and are calling conservative talk radio. I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. And I've been on a quest for a long time seeking answers, those age old questions, but not just that all kinds of information really fascinates me. And I'm blessed because I finally got to do something that I needed to do, but I hadn't, I hadn't taken the time to do it. I wasn't given the opportunity to do it. So as I said, I was about to end this thing. No kidding. End of January. And I got a text from my buddy, Tom, who <clears throat> known for quite a while. And he told me that Trey Johnson, who was, was the lead singer for the local band, Sorta, um, still a musician, obviously, but owned state fair records had passed away. Suddenly he was 52. He had some heart problems last year. His doctor warned him about it. He lost 80 pounds and still two kids, wife, and just the sweetest guy. He's actually a friend of the pod. He's a member of that Christmas dragon crew. So way back when I was working the radio thing and the seeds of what would become okay. Talk were being planted. Tom was working at last beat studio or recording studio in deep Ellum. And like I said, not a great gig and was off early. And that studio is basically our hangout spot and sorta. We've heard me mention one of the other guys in that band, Carter Albrecht, the piano player also in the new Bohemians. And he was shot by his neighbor RIP again, the Christmas dragon crew. Anyway, it was in that studio that sort of recorded their last record, which 
would have released in 05 or 06. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to look it up right now. It was shortly after that that Carter died and sort of disbanded. And they were great. And at the same time, our other local band, of which Tom was a part of, and they also did the same thing. It was a transitional year, as they are that way. Anyway, I was going over to Last Beat one afternoon, and Tom let me in, but told me that those guys were in there recording, and to like, mind your P's and Q's. I went into the control room, and I heard this. Now, this sort of record is called Strange and Sad But True. Now, the thing is, this record, which is fantastic, went from being this celebration of our friend's artistic output. Because of Carter's death, it represented something sort of negative. And I hadn't listened to it in years. Years, years. And that night, I spun that thing solid. It's fantastic. Again, sorta. S-O-R-T-A. Strange and sad, but true. Go check it out. But it really put me in this space, right? It just so happened the next day would be Groundhog Day. And I had torn my house apart looking for the Groundhog Day DVD. A DVD is a digital video digital or something like that, kids. Anyway, wanting to watch it with my parents because there was an ice storm bearing down on Texas. And uh, I had to go down and make sure my parents were cool because the last time we got any kind of frozen precipitation, Texas shut down for a month. So I'm getting ready to go and I can't find this DVD. So I've pulled up a bunch of clips and stuff on YouTube and I have it running as I'm running around getting ready to go. And, you know, in that movie, he figures out he has this superpower I mean, he's a miserable guy, right? But he figures out he has the superpower in that he's going to relive the same day over and over and over again. And when he first figures it out, his intention is not pure. And he's trying to use that power to hook up with the girl and making her think that he's some sort of sage and that he knows all these things about her and that they have this crazy connection. And all he's trying to do is sleep with her. But it fails. He gets more and more depressed and then tries in any number of ways to off himself. And it's not till he figures out the reason for this gift and uses it with the purest of intention that he is released from this wheel. It made me think that my my friend way back to eighth grade, ninth grade, maybe that movie was out. I'm not kidding. It's one of my favorites. Watch it all the time. And my buddy Brandon, his mom would come in and be like, this is so dark. 
And even little old me way back then would say, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. And there was something about having those clips on and running around the way that I was and having that record in my head that it dawned on me why it is that I'm into the darkness. And it's to shine a light there for sure. But also the excitement that I get in penetrating that veil, not necessarily for me, but for others. This is something that I've been geared towards my whole life from being in the church to what I studied in college to all the way back, Dallas, Fort Worth radio. As far as I can probably tell the first time that I cracked the microphone at KLIF, we had a talk show host named Daryl and Carlo. That is one person. And I think the second to the last Harry Potter book is coming out. And, and Daryl was big on sanctimony and he was going to do this story about how the Pope had come out and said that parents needed to be careful because Harry Potter could lead kids down a dark path. And I heard that and immediately bucked at him in the meeting or whatever. I heard what he was going to do. And he already knew that I had some papers on the wall regarding theology, philosophy, psychology. So he was, clan, I'm going to bring you on here, okay? And this is what happened. This year, Hogwarts will play host to a legendary event. The Triwizard Tournament. During which time, a single student gets to represent his or her school in a series of magical contests. Eternal glory awaits the student who wins the tournament. If you can turn it off now. That's that Harry Potter stuff. You can turn it off. I'm in Carlo 570 KLIF. The Pope has come out against Harry Potter. Now, Clint, turn your mic off for just a minute. Clint is uh, our technical director on the show. You have a, a degree in th theology, right? Yes. So you, I mean, you get all this stuff. Right, right. Pope Benedict has come out and he says, Harry Potter books represent a subtle seduction and it is capable of corrupting young Christians. I think the Pope is right. I think when the Pope says it can seduce a, a young mind into, you know, because if you really get into the deep parts of witch, witchcraft, when you go witchcraft, I mean, you got some pretty dark stuff here. But can't Tom and Jerry corrupt young people's minds when they're chasing each other around with knives yes, and hitting each other Yes, that's why they whack hands. each other. Like that Grand Theft Auto game I told you about two days ago. Now there's a kid who killed three people and his his uh, defense is going to be, I played Grand Theft Auto. Right. But I don't question that. There's a big difference between Grand Theft Auto, pimping and hoeing. No, and I don't agree with you. I don't want to get into a debate with you. I'm just telling you I don't agree. He doesn't say it will. He says it can seduce a young mind. Would you agree with that or not? Do you have a double major in philosophy? So now he's going to philosophize. I think that theology is mysticism. I mean, there's a mystical aspect to the Bible. I mean, in the Old Testament, there's like the witch of Endor and there's people doing crazy things. But the thing about Harry Potter Never is seen there's a in good, a positive light. There's, there's no there, such thing as good witchcraft. Come on. You're not going to find it. Where are you going to teach me about that? Okay, well, witchcraft defined is, you know, a study of a particular religion called Wiccan or whatever. But yep. the Harry Potter thing has a positive message. Well, and again, I've seen two of the movies and I thought the movies, 
you know, it's fantasy and putting the spells and casting the spells and conjuring up spirits and all the crap that you do. Isn't that witchcraft? What's the difference between that and Jesus throwing demons into the pigs and turning water into wine? What's the difference? He was a, I mean, he was a wizard. If you want to put a definition on it, was he not? Was he not? Did he not perform miracles? Stop, because what you're going to do is you're going to get me into a whole debate that I don't have time to get into. I can't even believe. Look at all the phones. You freak. (laughs) Why do you do? Look at all the phones. You know what? His his name. You want his name? Shall I give your full name and email address, you nut job? (laughs) Clint. Jesus was a wizard? Wait a minute. Harry Potter make-believe based on real things within a within you know the dark side or witchcraft or whatever you want to call it. Jesus Christ would be I, I, the last time I checked would be called you know the Son of God and the Light you know things like that. He would represent the positive that is God, not a wizard casting spells. <laughs> I look, I'm not going to take any calls on this. I'll, I'll maybe I'll bring it back tomorrow. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> look at him smiling there. Oh, I asked a question that ticked you off, did I? Dark and difficult times lie ahead, Harry. Soon we must all face the choice between what is right and what is easy. And Carlo, Carlo 570 KLIF. How about your boy back there? Young pup. But I'm right. I was then and I am now. You see, for a long time I had it, but we did end up taking calls. And I remember some people being really angry. And someone specifically mentioning, again, the Witch of Endor. Let that stick in your head, because she's going to play a big role in the days to come. And this is what I mean by I've always been into this stuff. Again, studying the the Bible in the way that I had both Testaments. I was fascinated by that story. I couldn't get enough of it. And I would read it and I, I can remember very young reading it and not seeing what the big deal was, first of all. Or that she was being put in a bad light. But that's the thing. I'm betting that if you know about the Witch of Endor and maybe one whom worships that thing, you probably would think that you're not supposed to do that divination and all that stuff. Right? Find it funny that people who quote all those Hardcore thou shalt dots in Deuteronomy probably hang out with girls or at least let them into their house whenever they're menstruating. Probably don't sacrifice animals. Get where I'm going with that? Let's slow down in thinking a lot of things in this world are at the very least gray, not black and white. I digress. The point is that Jesus was a mystic and that that thing that made me want to study all over the world and seek answers to questions that I've had that have confounded man from time immemorial. It has a negative connotation to it. Now, if you're spiritual, 
if you know you're doing it specifically for religious purposes maybe not everyone will think that it has a negative connotation to it if you're doing things for religious purposes people definitely some people definitely think that it's got a negative connotation to it but for example the term the occult they're going to say deviltry witchcraft and wizardry demonology all things that are negative right all the occult means is it's the study of things that are hidden secret well why would it be kept secret or hidden i don't know maybe because you'll get burned at the stake for it why did they keep some books of the bible out and let others in i mean jesus was a wizard see what that got him see i realized that the reason that i do what i do in the past had been for my own but through this podcast it became a way for me to do things that perhaps you wouldn't do I'm going to go and do that thing, present it to you, because I think that you know at this point, I'm not BSing you. If there's anybody out here, (laughs) I'm not. But the reason that I'm doing that, mm, now we're getting down to it. We live in a time when everything in society is hell bent on your distraction. And grabbing your attention and grabbing your focus. You can't walk into a house without TVs being left on in different rooms and people on their phone, noise, chatter, clatter, radio playing the same seven songs over and over again. In the midst of all of that chaos, it's harder for the other side to be seen. We live in an active universe. And the moment that you start to pay attention to it and it realizes that you're paying attention to it, it pays attention back. Be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. As soon as it knows you're seeking your personal destiny, how do you wake people up to that? Well, they've been telling us that we know everything. We've discovered everything. We've been everywhere. Hmm. It sounds like a pretty dull place to me, but maybe by doing things that are amazing, showing people things that they can't really explain, you recreate that sense of childlike wonder of the world around you. And you know what wonder creates? It creates curiosity and curiosity is the spark of knowledge. It's the thing that pushes you to learn, to go forth. And countless times, while doing this podcast, when those things have occurred, the response that I've gotten back from people has been awe-inspiring to me. Now, I went to East Texas with my hair on fire because I had figured this out. It was as clear and present and flame lit as I could remember being. And I'm going to share with you soon what occurred to me that very day. Let's just say that in realizing that I uncovered everything, but where there's a yin, there's a yang and where there is light, there is darkness. At least light is tangible. Darkness is really just the absence of light. It's a shadow. And see, I think that dull 
attention-grabbing chaos that the world puts out there for us is the enemy, whatever you want to call it. The enemy is that shadow that dampens the hearts and minds, that tells us that there's no hope, that there's nothing interesting, that you have no control. That may in fact be the reason why some of those books of the Bible were left out. Because those books are hard to control. And so those secrets remain secret. Knowing that if you seek them, you'll find them. The enemy, that shadow, it doesn't like it when my hair is on fire. It doesn't like me. You need any proof? Go back and listen to the first podcast I did after I came back from Devil's Creek. You need any proof? Try to talk to anybody that was up there when we filmed that documentary. Which, by the way, am working on. We'll get to it. Don't worry. I was up there last year. Got to tell you about that, too. Ha ha. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. Einstein said that, and he's right. So not only did I have this personal fuel purpose lit again, I walk into one of the most magical things that I've experienced, and then I meet one of the most magical people I've ever met. Boom, boom, boom. And then my friend David and Heather's house burned to the ground. When I saw the text message, it made me go to my knees. And the enemy, he's got all different kinds of ways of coming at you. Again, remember, he's a shadow, harder to control. And one thing that I've noticed, he's big on isolation, especially with me. And he likes to remove things from me. And I don't know why, but I have been dealing with this my entire life. There is always a small gaggle of people thinking that I'm the problem. Other things occurred and it froze me. It stopped me down and my communication was disrupted as such in a very nasty way. Very nasty. And I was sort of forced into some solitude, points of reflection. I was quite literally frozen and uh, didn't have much that I could do. So I did what I could. But as most things are, that was a blessing because it gave me an opportunity to do something that, like I said, I had needed to do. And that was to do my homework. I had a lot to do but I'm here to tell you now I'm better because of it this podcast will be better because of it because see just like I know that most of you aren't going to go out into the wilds <laughs> into those places 
stomp around, make noise, take your recorder, ask questions, stare into the void until it stares back at you. That's what I do for you, right? I'm there to do it. I also know that a lot of the books on that reading list aren't going to get read by most people, and that's okay. I understand that. And I always told people I wanted to do two things. I wanted to teach, and I wanted to work in radio. One or the other as a career. I can't help it. I'm both. So I guess, I guess I'm still your boyfriend. Won't take me to the roller skating rink. Maybe we can go have a picnic. I like good wine, salads with maybe, mm, I don't know, some smoked salmon and some green goddess dressing. Mm-hmm. Bring that. Bring the blanket. Bring the kite. Bring the music. Bring some books. And don't give up. Don't give up. I'm not even going to apologize again. I have a bad habit of over-apologizing. I'm thankful for you guys. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to do this here. And I'm excited about what is to come. So please, as we re-crank this thing up, do all that you can to help me get the word back out. I can't really be spending too much of my time on those platforms. That's just kind of the cost of, of doing it. I got a really good feeling about this though. I know how you feel. It's kind of that love hate thing, right? It's like you love me so much, but you can't stand me for it. Okay. Talk podcast at gmail.com. Find me on the Facebooks. Dad is Perry. Um, I guess the rest of the day is going to be cranking that kind of stuff out and we'll see what happens. I come back to you now at the turn of the tide. No, I don't want to love you. Cause I know how you are. That's why I've been staying away from you. That's why I haven't called you. Cause I know you could possess my body. I know you could make me scroll. I know you could have me shaking. I know you could have me climbing walls. That's why I don't want to love you. Cause I know how you are. Sure, you say you're right on and you're righteous. But with me, I know you'd be right off. Cause you know I could possess your body too, don't you? You know I could make you crawl. And just as hard as I'd fall for you, boy. Well, you know you'd fall for me hard. That's why I don't want to love you. Cause 
About Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition, ultra low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.